Thank you for taking time to listen to the program. I can't help but say up front that when a believer dies, uh, as it were, and leaves this earth and goes to be with the Lord, it's it's something that spiritually makes a person sober up. It really does, no matter what, how, or how many times, or how old you are. I think that's true. At least it makes you think. And the older you are, I guess, and I here I am at 70, and it, it surely does make you think about what? The kingdom of heaven, going there. And not heaven so much in the last program we're talking about that as far as uh, set your heart and affection on the things at the right hand of God where Christ is. That's not to me. Uh, the things of heaven, the gold streets and the mansions or not or what's there uh, is not that. That's what he's done for us in the fact that he lives in us and has given us eternal life. Without that, we have nothing. Even if you were in heaven, you wouldn't have it. I mean, Lucifer was there and he didn't have anything and and you could be there. I mean, uh, appear in the presence of God and still. It's, so it's him being in you. And you know that. I know that. And But when a believer, we know that all of a sudden there. It's, it, I was looking at the parable of the laborers in the vineyard in uh, chapter 20 of Matthew. Because, and right there, because the kingdom of heaven. And, and that's this is one time when the chapter in my mind, uh, maybe it doesn't need to be there so much. Most chapters, they kind of are where they need to be. A division, sort of take a breath, and then something else starts. But here, when you start out, because the kingdom is likened to a man, because of what? Well, because of the statement he just made, and it's the last verse. It's there again. It's not a verse. It's just a statement he made. Many are first that are first will be last. And the last shall be first, because the kingdom of heaven is like this. So I know that many of that are, who's he talking about? Well, he was just talking to Peter and those that followed him. Peter asking him about what are we going to have as far as uh, for our effort here, what we've given up for you. And he said to them, uh, this statement, many are first, it'll be last, and the last first, because, and he goes on to say why that is, and so when a believer dies, I know that they, uh, everyone, Paul said, everyone stands before God, and uh, to be judged. Very quickly, I was told by two different people, one, the age I am, and his name was the first name of the man, uh, of the young man that has died since the last week that I made a recording. He was about to then, and he did pass away. And he has stood before God, been accountable, and received his inheritance. I believe that and know that. I do know that. And they both had the same. One of them told me, the the man that lived to be 70, a strong believer, he still said, I never let God have my attention. Don't let this happen to you. He was afraid to stand before God and give an account because he felt like he would suffer loss because he didn't do the one thing God had asked him to do. And this other younger man, half the age uh, of, of a lifetime, he showed as an example love and what God did 
did get his attention at the end and went through something extremely similar to similar to what and it, it, it was really profound to me what and one said something to me the other didn't but one showed and the other and see it all goes together to make me think wow I could be either one of them or both or not or what but someday I'm going to stand before God because the kingdom of heaven is like this and I don't want to be thinking I'm more than I am and become less than I am. Like he said, seated at the wedding, don't put yourself up too high because you'll be brought down. Put yourself low and then you'll be exalted. So that's the example. Be a servant of all. Like he says over here, you know that in this this world, those that have authority and power are great, but it's not so among you. Whoever among you wants to be great, be the servant of all. Whoever wants to be chief, be the minister and servant of all because I came and I'm the son of man. I'm God. I'm the Lord himself. I came to minister and give my life a ransom for you. So he asked us to do that same thing as laborers in the vineyard. The vineyard is simply like he says over here, the way to understand that better for me anyway was to look at, I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch of me bears not fruit, takes away, bears fruit, and now you're clean. Abide in me. And that word doesn't mean believe in me, and you don't believe in me. That's the problem. Sometimes this is taught that way. If you don't abide in me, means you don't believe in me, and you're cast forth as a branch. No, it, uh, he's the vine. Where does the branch come from? Out of the vine, the way it becomes unfruitful is to be out of fellowship with him. That's what he's saying. Abide, minnow, it means stay, remain. You have to be somewhere to remain there. It doesn't mean you've never been there before. Now you mean to, you, you need to minnow, you need to abide there. Well, no, you go there and stay there. And that's the whole issue of struggle and the fight of it all is to stay and abide in him. Abide in my love as I abide in his love. If you don't abide in me, you can't produce fruit. Because without me, you can do nothing without his love. We're complete in him. His love that we show through us is how people know we belong to him, not because we say so. And the example, that's why I'm talking about the two different examples. One showed what the other one, I think, was saying. I wish I had gotten my attention. He had the same, as it were, warning, but maybe didn't heed it. And, and the younger man did. And when it would have been harder. All that to say this. In the, in the labor, he's the true vine. The vineyard is us, his body, in my opinion. And we're the branches. And we can bring forth fruit, like he says, by keeping my commandments. And if you love me, you will love each other as I love you. And that is forgiveness. And I was thinking about that. Well, what, what do you do? He said, well, what are you going to do? Just love each other. You don't do anything. In eternity past, the father and son just loved each other. Eternity future, we're just going to love each other. We don't do anything. You just have to love each other. What do you, we got to do something. Well, you may do something. I don't mean you can't. But love is not that so much so. Love is doing something all right. That's forgiveness. How much does unforgiveness hurt? How much does it hurt somebody? Oh, I love you, but I, I don't now. Uh, that's human love. You love them, love you, them, you don't. We all know that his love is not that way. We don't expect that from him. And it's, it's not true like that. He would never say, no, I don't love you anymore. No, I won't forgive you. 
Oh, man, but when somebody when that does that, lost or saved, it, it hurts. And that's the one power, I think, more than any other that really, really, really counts when it comes to hurting someone that other than sticks and stones. But, you know, a word, I don't know, but, but withholding love. So forgiveness is restoring love, true, genuine forgiveness. Not like it didn't happen, but you don't have any resentment, no bitterness, no, it's like saying, you know, I'm no better than you. I don't have any right to judge. I could have done that. In fact, probably done worse than that. And yes, I forgive you. It didn't, ha- it's okay. That, that, that means everything is, no, I'm not going to withhold my love and forgiveness from you. Or I did, but I'm wrong. I'm going to forgive you. See, that's what I think is what love is. That's doing something. And to do that, everybody, I've heard it said, well, that's impossible, right? That's the hardest thing of all to do. Well, then it counts doing it. Anyway, that's what we're accountable for, and I'm not trying to tell anybody anything. People listening know more uh, than probably could, would, you know, probably this, everything. <laughs> it, it would be, uh, I, I don't know. I really don't. I'm just trying to understand before my life is over. I'm trying to wake up and be and, and see the example I've been shown and, and heed the warnings I've been given. To, to understand so I then each one of us goes through this alone will be the one passing from here to there someday then see we won't be li- so it it's real and the older it it's it's uh he says many are first when you stand before me is when that's got to be uh whatever your inheritance will be and that's the earnest money is the inheritance like he said in the parable of the sower i give you my money and see what you profit and gain by trading here where he said um, uh, i'll call of you together and and uh, see and give you your pay beginning from the last to the first he called them that's the same thing and he gave them the opportunity here to i believe be a labor we all have the same calling same vocation same vineyard same body same and that's to do what paul said be of one mind one accord love each other help each other and bear fruit that way by his love not not human love and so in this parable here they're called at different times of the day, but still it, is, it illustrates the, the idea of to whom little is given and little, much given, much required, and to whom whatever you're given, you're required, whenever it was. And it goes on in the parable to say, I just wanted to lay the foundation, is that the kingdom of heaven is in heaven today and always will be the kingdom of heaven. It's going to be on the earth for a day, for a thousand years, but it's there now for all of us to enter into our place. And the first here that we think maybe will be first won't be. They'll be last. And the last will be first. Why? Because it's maybe based, and it is based on something other than what it looks like on the outside. It's based on what's happening in the heart, and anybody can say anything. That's what James is saying. Don't I don't want to hear. It has to be genuine. It has to be true. You have to have, like the Lord said, have you forgiven everybody? Have you? Do you have any unforgiveness? If you do... And you think you're walking in the light, you're really full of darkness. That's how, because he cannot, not just so much doesn't want to and could, but don't want to. No, not, he cannot take darkness. He cannot take sin. He cannot. 
He has to live in us and become us and be us in order for us to be in him. And then that's what it means, the first, the last, last first, because in my kingdom, it's going to be backwards than yours. You're going to look at even the church and the body, the vineyard, as who does the most what? See, these that worked all day, they assumed, I'm sure, that they would have been paid more. You can see it there. And he gave the ones called it the third hour, sixth hour, ninth hour, and eleventh hour. He gave to them a penny. All of them, the ones working all day, would have been out there all day in the morning. Somebody roll in at nine o'clock. Oh, he hired you. Going to pay you a, whatever's right. He said. Well, he's going to pay me a penny. And so then the ones roll in at the last hour to work. They hardly got work and and had to quit. And they said, well, you you probably won't even get gas money, Harley. And uh, so then they he judges from the last to the first, and they get a penny, the la- the least. And you know the ones worked all day saying, well, I'll get 12 pennies then. I worked all day. And, I, and they only worked an hour. And the others, well, I'll get more than I. And all of them got the same. So then somewhere you get down towards the ones that worked all day, and it shows here what happened. They murmured saying, these here worked one hour, the least you made them equal to us. What's that? We've borne the heat and burden of the day. Look what we've done for you. All the things we did and didn't quit that you gave us to do. That's what Paul warns about in Corinthians 13. Just because God's given you something to do and the power and authority to do it, especially in the church. That's what he was saying. That'll be your temptation for sure. You'll think it's about that. All of you want to speak in tongues. All of you. How about preaching? All of you be want to be a. He said that's the best gift, but he said seek after the most excellent thing, and that's love, not the gifts of the spirit. Even so, the laborers go out in the field, and, and Paul said in Corinthians, I think, where he said to uh, perfect the body of Christ, he calls out uh, apostles and teachers and this and that, and le- to help. Yeah, but everybody is called to do what? Like Peter said, the p- preacher is called. Like the Lord asked me, do you love me? You Feed the sheep. You're called to be an example, be low on the end, be a servant to all of them in that way. Like I'm talking about the two examples I had. That's the idea. And, and that's what he meant by the end of the, the younger man. His statement, be my replacement. Let God have your attention to love each other like he loved us. He somehow woke up to that. See, and here I am. Wait until I'm, my eyes are showing above the water to wake up a little bit here. And the Lord woke me up a few years ago, or I wouldn't have woke up. I'm not ashamed to admit that because I'm, the whole thing was, in my case, lasted very, was very poor showing. Uh, my, my showing was none. I, I, I've totally. Anyway, that's not what I wanted to say. What I wanted to say is we're all of us involved here are like the 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 ones of us that are gone all of a sudden. And I, I, I was thinking today, I've never, and it's true every time, uh, the several times it's happened, I think more about the person after they're gone than I did when they were here. I want to talk to them more after they're gone than I did when they were here. And see, the Lord's saying over here where he talks about abiding in me, he's saying, my Father and I will make our abode, our mansion in you. We're here. <laughs> you don't have to, you're here. So we have to love him. It's got to be all about that. That is 
his spirit. He's light and love, and he lives in us. That's the earnest money he talks about in Ephesians, the earnest of our uh, inheritance. And our inheritance is simply the profit, what we gained from trading. Uh, in the parable of the sower, what these men here gained from working. Had they had the right attitude, the ones in the day? And I remember working in a labor pool type thing there for a while you go in just and most always somebody come in sometime he had to wait maybe longer or not somebody come in, i need some work well and almost most of the time i found out it was that they weren't just hiring you for the day they were hiring to see how you worked and if you only if you didn't work very good and eh, if you didn't care thing it was only for a day hey i just want money i'm out then but if you worked and harder or were raised that way or whatever uh and then hey uh, you want to come back tomorrow we got a, I got a job for you. That kind of thing. And so I think that's what's going on. He, they agreed for a penny a day. And like, yeah, the harvest of the vineyard. It ain't going to be one day. <clears throat> but these at the end here, because of that first day, their, their attitude went bad. On uh, It became about them and what they were doing for the master. The ones at the last hour and these at first. But these are the, would have been, hey, it's all about the master, not about me. I'm fortunate to even have the opportunity to work, to even have money, to even have profit. And he's given me the tools, the vineyard, the whole thing. <laughs> he's given me himself, his love, a measure of the spirit to every man to profit from. That's what we're going to have, I'm confident, in my mind, for eternity future. And that's all that we will have. And here he's saying... We're all laborers. We're all called to the same vocation. And if we can help others, yeah, oh, yeah. And Paul, he could do that with others. And, but we have to do it ourselves. We have to have his love. And then that's how he said, get, come together, exhort each other about that, build up each other about that, talk about the new creature, the, the born again, the love that we should know our inheritance and so whatever problem we have when you read about our inheritance it's not to me the gold streets and it's certainly or the mansion it's him he it's all about him it's his love the prophet we haven't will have it more and more and more or more he said abound more and more in the love of christ that's in whom we have obtained our inheritance and, and it's the hope of our calling is is his inheritance. And he said, know that you'll receive the reward of the inheritance. That's the reward. That's the everlasting reward, the everlasting kingdom. Make sure of your, Peter says, your abundant entrance into the ever, by the everlasting substance of that kingdom. It's spiritual. It's him. And then the new heaven and earth, it'll all be that way. And that's where I have to stop there. I don't <laughs> the new earth, the spiritual earth living new i don't know but for us we're we've got now to work on this and and to now we have the opportunity that's what you wake up i do wake up to at least for a little bit when somebody they don't have that opportunity here now to make that choice one way or the other we do so he says here um and like he says other places, and he said to them, because of your attitude, take <clears throat> what you have, and I'll give to who I want what I have. Is it not lawful for me to do with my own what I am, what I have, because I'm good and you're evil? Is that why? Is that your problem? 
you think I'm unfair? You don't think I'm right? Because we could look at people. Well, they just seem to love people. They don't seem to have a problem with anger like I do. <laughs> well, poor me and all that. And, well, you know, I asked him, like James said, and he didn't give and all that. Well, it may be uh, some of that or not or what. But the Lord's saying, I, I think he can overcome that. That's what he's saying. All things are possible with me. With you, no. But with me, yeah. So he's saying here, because of your attitude, your eye is evil. Your eye is double. It's not single. It's not right. Your heart is double-minded. See, it's about you and me. That's why I don't like that. There's nothing me and God can't handle. <clears throat> no, it's not even God and me. It's God in me can't handle, or me or whatever, sort of. But anyway, so then he starts out, because the kingdom of heaven is like this. I'm going to ask you to trust me right down to the last. That's why Paul wrote Timothy. Tomorrow they, I'm ended. Today I, my, I, my life has come to an end. I finished. I didn't quit. I didn't give up. That's the issue. You can make it there, and yeah, you'll fall, but you don't quit. And Peter says the longer you do it, the more you'll settle into it. And that's up to God how that works. But all I know is right here, like the old preacher said, and I've got to quit. But he said at the end of his life, and he had preached his whole life, and he said to me, as it were, one of the two or three best preachers I ever heard. But he said, I am convinced that God wants us to live by the power of the Spirit of God every minute of every hour of every day and you say well you can't do that well no but you can do it for 15 minutes yeah you, you can <laughs> and you can do it for longer than that maybe but no you can't do it for maybe the whole rest of your life maybe you're only going to live 10 minutes see it's an idea it's a concept we're laborers in the vineyard. We're part of the vineyard. We're the branches trying to help each other out to bear fruit. And he's the husbandman. He's the spirit moving in and out. He holds the churches. He's the one that chastens and cuts away and prunes trying to bring forth fruit. Why? Because that's all that's going to matter in the future of eternity. In the new kingdom, everlasting kingdom. That's all that will matter. In the kingdom of heaven today. You're still going to enter into that kingdom. It's not on the earth yet or in the eternity future yet. But it's there, and it might as well be all of it, as it were. But you're going to enter into that, and it's going to be heaven. Yeah, but that's what he's saying. There's going to be one small problem. All of you that think you're rich, yeah, yeah. Well, here you're poor. Oh, really? Yeah. And all of you that think you're poor, yeah, oh yeah. Here, you're going to be rich. Really? Yeah. The greatest will be least. The least will be greatest. You can count on it. That doesn't mean everybody? No. But there he ends up. Many are called, but few are chosen. It's all sobering. But there are events in life when believers go home that we should not get over. We should learn the the lesson, or not learn it, but at least be aware of it. Maybe for me, that's, that's all I know, is uh, just to wake up. Uh, you know, and one thing about inheritance, real quick, uh, one minute. 
inheritance the word I, I wanted to talk about that but but anyway just to say the word is uh, means uh, to uh, clay Ross is how I remember it. clay it can be broken broken it's like to break bread it's to break off a piece and give it to everybody that's your heritage that's your inheritance and the word itself is involved in the meaning that you have to be an heir to have a heritage the same idea you have to like this country you have to be a citizen of this country born here to have inheritance here and what you have here it may be more or less but you have an inheritance here an inheritance that others don't have because they're not born here so when we're born again and become new and he lives in us we have that inheritance and it could be more or less or not or what but it's him that he gives to us i'm confident that's our money that's our substance that's our foundation he's the gold He's all, and we have to build out of that foundation, not on it with our own or anybody else's works, as it were. But clay, and and so you have all these words that mean to assign heritage. That's what he'll do to us, or to break the bread, or break off a lot, or separate out by here's your lot, here's your inheritance, or you're the heir, the one that gets it. That's us that are saved. Or uh, one word I, I liked was. Uh, Klepto, kleros, kleroo was the verb, but klepto would have to come from that. Klepto, well, in English, kleptomaniac or what, means to steal. That means to get your part unlawfully, like a thief comes up some other way. Steal it, klept, klept, klepto or something it was, to steal. That, that they had a word for that comes from this word to get what you have coming to you and believe it you won't mock God he you won't steal it from him you will get exactly what comes to you his warning is it's not going to be maybe what you think so hear me now all the letters in the church every one of them if you've got ears to hear hear me he pleads with us he says I love you totally this is all about my love for you. It's not about me. It's about you and what I am in you. It's me and you, but it's he's given us life. He wants us to have more and more. He's got plenty of it to go around eternal life. But the last will be first and the first last because many are called, but few are chosen. What? I think he means to sit right there at my hand at the table and to rule with me wherever I am. To be close to him, Paul said, I just want to know him. Thank you for listening, taking time to listen to the program.